Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to Across the uh, Romaverse. This is episode 108, recording with Jimmy and Brandon as usual today. And guys, not the way we wanted to be recording after Napoli Roma. Another disappointing uh, result in a big match, especially one at home at the Olympico. This is now 13 straight matches that Roma has dropped points uh, in a home match against a team sitting in the top four when they come to, to Rome. Uh, this is the eighth match in the last nine that they have not been able to get a win against Napoli. So just one win in their last nine, not good things to, uh, to reference there to open the episode, but truth has to be told Roma still struggling with Napoli and still struggling against the top four. Yeah, I would go with that. I would say that honestly, though, there were a lot, I think that defensively there were definitely positives to be taken from this match. Uh, Napoli, we got to remember is undefeated against everybody for a reason and i'm not trying to overly say that like oh we shouldn't have won this match i think we could have and it's frustrating that we didn't at least get a draw but the goal from awesome hand how do you pronounce his name i'm, I'm not gonna i'm gonna butcher it i'm sorry awesome hand um was great like it was a great goal from a great striker and that's what you pay strikers the big bucks to do to be able to score goals like that unfortunately our striker who's supposed to be doing that has been going through a rough patch of form recently. And so most of our forwards, uh, I think in the post-match presser, Mourinho talked about how there were chances that sometimes were happening in the second half. Saniolo did come together and put together a few chances there, but at the same time, nobody capitalized. Nobody created even an expected goal this time around, which is kind of atypical for uh, this Roma side. So I'm definitely disappointed in the loss. Uh, I think it would have been great to catapult into second for sure. Uh, But if we look at the performances of the other clubs in Serie A, bar Napoli so far this season, and we look at how other big clubs have played Napoli so far this season, I 
I mean, it's not great, but it's not, it wasn't as bad as it could have been is how I'd probably frame it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think the most frustrating thing about the loss is that it's yet another one of these instances where it's kind of like where Roma is on the precipice of getting in the conversation of being one of those teams that you uh, would peg for being in the title hunt. And then time after time, after time, again, they just kind of fall short at that last hurdle. Um, I think deep down, we all know that they're not quite ready for that level anyway. Um, So I guess that's some consolation. And I think if they had managed to draw the conversations a little bit different in that, aside from the, the Atalanta match, Roma have yet to lose against a, a, one of the, the big boys in Serie A. Um, and you could even say, hey, in the Atalanta match, Roma should have easily won that or at least gotten something out of it given how they dominated. But now with the loss to Napoli, we um, have these narratives again about Roma being unable to beat some of these uh, teams in the top of the table, um, which is disappointing. But in terms of the performance itself, I think offensively a lot left to be desired, but given how potent the Napoli attack is, um, I would have expected a much more heavy-handed defeat if you had told me before the match that Roma were going to lose. I would have said, okay, probably like 3-0, 4-1, something to that effect. So credit to the defense for containing Napoli, especially Kavara. Um, he had a few nice moments here and there, but by and large was pretty contained yeah compared um, to his normal thing he was a non-factor because he's been just insane this season and i was worried about him way more than awesome had coming into this match yeah exactly yeah and i there was there was a few times where he did some tricks i was like oof, <laughs> he, he got he got <laughs> Karsdorf and smalling and the mancini a couple of times and that's just a credit to how skillful he is but uh yeah just kind of kept him completely quiet and then it's a wonder goal that beats you in the end of the day um Having said that, Roma are still hanging right around the top four, so it's not all doom and gloom. I think us as fans really want us to to be in title contention, and so that's what, probably what sings the most, at least from my perspective. But all in all, hard-fought match against the league leaders. You're still in the thick of the top four race. I think the concerning thing is that Inter and Juve are gaining ground. Yeah. So it's on Roma to continue beating the lesser sides that they go up against, but uh, you know, they're still in the conversation. So it's not the end of the world just yet. Yeah. I get where Jim's coming up from saying, you know, not at least getting the draws disappointing because we made it 70 minutes at zero, zero before a really, really good goal by Osterman. At first glance, I'm like, how does Patricio get beat from that angle? Then you see the goal again and you're like, well, he went to the one spot where the goalie really can't save it because the goalie's protecting the near post. And he went to his opposite side and, and snuck it in the far post. So a great goal yeah. on his part. You know, if anybody's criticizing Smalling, Smalling's been so good for Roma for so long. You know, everybody gets beat once in a while. And he had a good game outside of that, marking Osman, who is one of the top strikers in the league the past few years. But my thing is, as disappointing as it was not to get the draw, you have to kind of say to yourself, did we really expect to shut Napoli out, right? I, I don't think I expected to shut Napoli. I thought we could hold him to a goal, but then you I mean- say, like, what did we do to create something to – salvage a draw at 1-1 if we you know it's hard to expect to shut Napoli out and Roma didn't do anything going in the other direction to say if we could hold them to one we have a shot at a draw I think that that's where I was disappointed we're going the other way it was a 0.3 xg and we didn't even have a shot on target I mean I kind of agree with that to a certain extent but you also got to remember that 
a hallmark of this team and kind of Mourinho teams in general is that they are able to contain incredibly potent offenses on a regular basis. And we've seen that with the Giallo Rossi against other big clubs that when, when they've been successful outside of, you know, a couple matches where they beat the crap out of like Atalanta and Lazio, if they're successful against another big club, it usually comes through in like a one, one zero win where the defensive integrity is kind of the main thing. And so I wouldn't have been utterly shocked if for once the XG gods kind of smiled upon us and Napoli had had that one expected goal as opposed to our 0.3, but they didn't score. Like I, I wouldn't have been shocked because this, this, this side, especially defensively comes up when it matters. And I would argue that like in 95% of ways, they did this match. It's just that you can't stop a goal like that. And I mean, Patricio has had his matches where he's been poor this season, way more than uh, than he had last season, which is concerning. At the same time, I can't really fault him for not saving that. I can't really fault Chris Smalling. I would have liked to see more fire from the offensive players, particularly after that goal. Um I found it frustrating to watch Belotti after he subbed on. Uh, he did not really provide much of anything, in my opinion. Out of any of the attackers, I was definitely the happiest with Zaniolo because even if he didn't score a goal, he did what he's been repeatedly doing when he doesn't score a goal, which is creating chances. And when you think about it, like let's be real, not many other players outside of Paolo Dybala have been creating chances this season. Um, Pellegrini has not been himself in that regard and other offensive players are not really pulling their weight so you need somebody to at least create the chances it's not necessarily great that he's not scoring but he's doing something important for the offense which a lot of the other offensive players can't say yeah I I get what you're coming from with the approach Roma approaches Matt's exactly as I expected I was talking to a couple of my buddies who I do another podcast with him about soccer betting and they're they're like lock for the week was Napoli over a goal and a half. And I said, I said, you guys are absolutely wrong because the way Mourinho is going to approach his matches, they're going to sit back, defend, 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 and try to hand the counter. It's exactly what they did. And there's no shame in giving a goal to this Napoli side. There really isn't, especially when it's a goal of the quality of Osman scored. And I agree. I think Zaniola was the, the best attacking player in this match for Roma in the sense that he worked his tail off. He had the, the most pre- uh, second most pressures on the team defensively as well. 26 behind only Cristante and his, his success rate was 38.5%, which was only topped by Belotti, who only had six in a short period of time and was successful on four. So he did he did a lot for Roma. He was a thorn in Napoli side. There were a couple of times where he got in behind where you thought he would give the, you know, give them trouble. The decision making at times is still, you know, leaves a little to be desired. I think that will come. I think having the support of Mourinho really kind of sparked him. I thought he was, if I had to pick a guy to score a goal in this match pre-match, he was the guy I was targeting just because I felt like getting that boost from Reno, the press conference that, you know, that, that nod of confidence or however you want to call it would kind of push him along. And I thought he had a, I thought he had a solid match. I know he had plenty of critics on Twitter again, cause he didn't score and the decision making. But to me, I felt like there was a disconnect between the midfield and the attack on the, on the counter. I felt like there was always something to be desired to move the ball forward. It was, it was just hoof it long, hoof it long, hoof it long. I see Brandon nodding his head. I see Jimmy nodding his head. And even when they did get someone like Spinazzola up with the ball, he often had to turn back with it because there wasn't an option for him. And I think that was the 
the biggest issue. I, I was happy to see Kamara play because I think he had a little more dynamism to the midfield. He applied a lot of pressure. Um, but there was just that disconnect, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just to cap off the Zaniolo conversation, this might be recency bias talking, but I'm, from my perspective, that's you know the hardest I've seen him work in a match in quite some time. Um, yeah. I would say my favorite part of the match was when the commentators were remarking on how soaked his uniform was compared to the rest of the team. And I was like, honestly, that's just a testament to how, you know, shit the, the kits are themselves. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, go, we'll go ahead and, uh, and give that to, to Zamiello. But yeah, he, he worked his tail off. I remember him, um, you know, sprinting back around the 75th, 80th minute to, to track down a ball. And um, moments before, I just remarked, like, man, he looks gassed. Like, I wonder when Mourinho is going to take him off. And then here he is sprinting, chasing after, um, you know, the Napoli player on the ball. And so it's 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 moments like that where even if he's not getting on the score sheet, he's still impacting games, which is what you want to see. I think uh, for me, the other standout was uh, Kamara. I really enjoyed seeing um, him try to get the ball forward make something happen that's not something that we've seen from the midfielders in that pivot um i saw a uh my mind's blinking on the word here but i saw a, a lineup preview pre-match that had the montage crisante double pivot again as the likely option and i was like god no we're gonna it's gonna it's gonna blow up in our face if we go that route and then luckily Mourinho opted to start Kamara, and I think that really worked well. I would like to see him in that position moving forward, frequently starting. I know he's still raw, but I think it's just the dynamism that he has is um, something that nobody else on the squad really has, at least or at least hasn't shown thus far this season. So I really like that from him. I think on the offensive end, everybody else left a lot to be desired. Pellegrini, um, it was really frustrating to me a couple of times just because he would get the ball in what could have been a fast break opportunity. And then he's kind of just taking his time or running out to the side as opposed to, you know, playing, playing the ball vertically and going from there. So that was frustrating from him, especially because one of those instances happened once Roma were down and I was like, man, time's running out. We can't be doing this. Um, so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of subpar performances on the offensive end for Roma, we talk about it every week. Um, there seems to be no end in sight, but I think with the work rate will come the results. And so playing continuously playing Zaniolo or Kamara um, and feeding off the energy that players like them provide, I think will will serve Roma well in the long run. Yeah, Kamara's really starting to show some things. And even when when, uh, when Haldem comes back, he's not going to be able to play every match, especially if yeah. Roma are able to advance in the Europa League. Schedule's still going to be pretty compact, I'm sure, in the second half of the season because of that World Cup break. Maybe they found something here as as an alternative to win Haldem, someone moving forward. I think the uh, – pretty sure the option to buy was not too exorbitant. So it could be an option. The thing I wanted to bring up with Pellegrini, and I don't know if you guys are seeing it too – Roma's been playing more of a 3-5-2, a I guess, in the past couple of weeks to try to add that cohesion in the midfield. But it seems like Pellegrini's a little more lost in that now he's kind of between the midfield pivot and attacking mid where he's most comfortable. I don't know if he's kind of getting caught between two minds at this point where he's not as attacking. He knows he has more defensive responsibility. That's kind of 
slowing down his attacking processing. I could definitely see that being a problem for him. I think that it's also very hard. I would imagine that a lot of training once Dybala signed was focused on making Dybala and Pellegrini work well together and kind of building out that Dybala, Pellegrini, Zaniolo, Abraham kind of group simply because Bolotti was not on the team until much later. Uh, and to have Dybala out, who's very clearly a fulcrum for this team when it's successful, when everyone's healthy, uh, has to be challenging for a midfielder who's probably, you know, relatively accepting of the idea that Dybala was coming in and probably going to steal some of his thunder in terms of the creative output. And I would say that my biggest worry headed into, I guess, the World Cup break, which will be, you know, in a couple weeks from now, is that we're still going to be using that Matic-Cristante double pivot on a regular basis. I don't really want to see it anymore at all. I find it dull. I find it not able to create chances. And just overall, I've seen enough from Kamara. I've seen enough from even Bove last season where it's like, look, this midfield pivot is not working, and that's not necessarily to the detriment of the players who are a part of it. It's just that they don't work well together, and they weren't intended to be playing together that often when we signed both of them, I don't think. So it would be nice to see other options, and hopefully we do. Yeah, and I think to the Pellegrini point, I I think it's fair that he might have gone into the season with a a different mindset compared to last, where he was – basically carrying the team at times. Um, but at that same time, DeBall has been out for a little bit now. And we know that he's, well, I think he's still projected to be out through the World Cup. Um, so with, with that knowledge in mind, I think he, I think mentally you can put yourself in the place, okay, let's let's approach these games like I did last season and go from there. Um and given that we all think that he's kind of between two minds in terms of uh, his play style these days, I don't know that he's necessarily doing that, but I think it's it's been a detriment to Roma that he hasn't. Um, we know he can do it. We saw it all last season, I think, but it's it's been increasingly worrying. His performances up to this point, especially with uh, players like Tammy misfiring too, you need uh, you need somebody to pick up the slack. And I think we're really projecting onto Zaniolo to do that, especially because of the talent that we know he has. But uh, it's 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 obviously not clicking for him yet either. And so this is why we're having this disjointed attack where even though we're creating all these chances, they're, we're not putting the ball in the back of the net. And, you know, it just kind of cascades from there. But I think, I don't know if he would benefit from having a game off um you know maybe playing Cristante in a more advanced role and having Bove play with Kamara um or some variation of those those three midfielders um just so he can get hit the reset button a little bit maybe we won't see that until after the World Cup given that he won't be there or Italy won't be there rather um but um I I as much as I give him a hard time, I do trust him to figure it out. Uh, it just, you know, kind of needs to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I think 
obviously the 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 Dybala injury makes it so much harder to give him that game off, right? Where he now is relied on even more heavily with Dybala. And I think the thing that makes it even tougher is that he's not the only one going through a, a bad moment right now. Tammy is going through a horrible stretch right now. Spinazzola yeah. has not looked great. We talked about that last episode. And I think that's kind of snowballing. And that's why Roma's having such a, a trouble in matches like this, creating things. And then in even matches like the Sampdoria match, finding a second goal or a third goal against a team that they are superior then. Um, you know, there was a lot of different takes on the match yesterday. Uh, I'll read Mourinho's, but also since we're on the the struggling players, Fabio Capello was actually interviewed uh, after the match. I don't know if he was on TV or whatnot, but I saw a quote from that. He said, without him on the pitch, meaning Abraham Napoli began attacking Roma. He kept their defense busy all on his own. I thought Tammy left a lot to be desired. I thought Nico was really the one giving them trouble. Belotti maybe didn't play well either, and that's why he felt that way. But I don't know. I, I felt like it was the right move to sub Tammy when they did. I think he should have been subbed sooner, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm... I get that so much of what a striker needs is just consistent playtime to be able to find form, but something's not working right now for Tammy. I, I I'm not entirely sure what it is, but even in other matches where he's had clear cut chances, he's just whiffed them, and yeah. he didn't really even have those today. I mean, this weekend, which was frustrating, and partially can be down to like you know Napoli being a very good side, they're able to contain every like they're, in my opinion, the the best looking side, maybe not just in Italy and Europe so far this season. Um, so I'm not surprised that Tammy didn't find his shooting boots for the first time this season against Napoli. He needs to find them soon though, or I yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're gonna have to think of something. It's either gonna be starting Belotti or maybe trying Zaniolo in a false nine role. Who who the hell knows? But we it's, it's just not working. Yeah, and I think the the perfect encapsulation of his struggles, particularly in the game yesterday, was um, that moment where Pellegrini's running across goal. And Abraham has the ball at the top of the box. A confident Tammy would, you know, take the shot, given the angle, yeah. probably has a good yeah. shot, a good attempt on goal, makes um, Merritt work for it. And then he goes for the pass, and it just kind of dribbles out, like trickles out out of bounds, and it's just kind of – a momentum killer, I'm sure. And as Steve was mentioning, kind of snowballs from there. And so from a player's perspective, gets in your head, okay, yeah. first great chance, messed it up, here we go again. Um, and then it just goes from there. So it's it's a major crisis of confidence for Tammy. Mourinho being the man manager that he is, you hope that he, he can, um, you know, figure out what to say to get him recalibrated so to speak but um yeah it's, it's definitely a worrying trend yeah i'm sure with the world cup looming and and him being harry kane's backup pretty much as far as i know he's probably a little worried maybe he might lose that spot maybe it snowballs in that regard too besides the fact he's not performing for roman's got Belotti behind him now so uh certainly gonna be, need to be figured out uh Mourinho has always supplied us with some great tidbits after the match he was asked by a reporter is this what you wanted from your team i don't know if that was a little tongue-in-cheek or if that was serious but because the result wasn't there, obviously. He said, I wanted to win. Like, they did two shots on goal, and they score a goal. It was an even game, a tough game, but we had things under control. We were in a bit of trouble after picking up some so many yellow cards. In the second half, their best chance would have been cut off by Cristante if he wasn't already on a booking. We were tired out there, and we did not have many options on the bench to ensure the same level of performance. 
it was a bit of a surprise that Karsdorp was able to play, but nevertheless, he wasn't in shape to play 90 minutes. The same with Spinazzola. Well, Pellegrini asked to come off because he was feeling a knock and Matic had been injured and didn't train. So we really started to feel the effects of those issues once we got past the 70-minute mark. Well, we were in control against a great side. I feel hard done by a hug for my players who did everything they could. In the end, who scores wins and they won tonight. So certainly Mourinho opened up some eyes there in terms of player availability. The fatigue became a factor, you know, seemed to be proud of his players. I mean, he's right. They did have things under control, but again, we kind of mentioned earlier, didn't have much going in the opposite direction. I think that was the, that was the big issue. Yeah, that sums it up, man. We had nothing going. We had nothing going. Um, Like, I I don't know what to tell you. After a certain point, you can only say it so many times. It's like, there is, very little com- coming offensively right now, which not to be kind of a Eeyore about this, but at the same time, it's kind of predictable that once like Dybala was the reason why we were winning matches. Yeah. Nobody else looked good. And we know Dybala is great, but injury prone. So when he hit an injury and nobody else was hot, this was going to happen. Yeah. Like, and, and you could say in goes. this match, just like the Atalanta match, maybe this is a game that they needed Dybala to, to create something, right? And maybe this match was begging for a Dybala who on the counter could have opened up a little bit more. But I we mean, can say that about that almost Dybala's any match, special. right? Yeah. I know that Dybala is special. But we have players that should exactly, yeah. be able to create things. It's not like this team is a bunch of schmucks in Paulo Dybala. This team has very talented attacking players i i would say that outside of napoli this has this is the most talented attacking core in italy and for everyone to be cold essentially at the same time and for dibala to be injured yeah no wonder we're not scoring like that's just incredibly bad luck and something's got to give eventually i think that the, the law of averages will be on our side in the next couple of weeks i'm hoping i can't be the only one that started Licking my chops when uh, Zaniolo had Juan Jesus one on one. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I was just and hoping for more of those, but Kim, the uh, Kim was good. The the other Kim, was, uh, Kim the was, very, was good. very good. Yeah, he yeah, won he was everything good. in the air. Yeah. Um. You know, so building on that, Mourinho was asked about the attack. Did he expect more? He goes, yes. Something like what Osiman did in the second half. We had openings through Zaniolo. We could have made more of the few chances that we did create. We were not able to capitalize on. It was a tough game against a great side. After all the yellow cards in the second half. And with Karsdorp and Spinazzola struggling, it was tough. So he kind of referenced the same thing, how the fatigue at the wing positions really limited what they could do in attack, along with uh, the yellows, I guess, breaking up play and things like that. So I guess we don't have to beat a dead horse with the attack, but uh, Mourinho was asked about the spaces that opened up in the second half. And he said they did drop off slightly because of tiredness that they were feeling with Mancini sticking to Carvacellia and Ibanez coming across more. And here's the best part of his quote. With the boy who dives a lot, what's his name? Lozano. We had Spinazzola move over to him, but because of that, they had more of the ball. Their control came from our tiredness. Uh, we had more attacks in the first half, but we played a great match given the limitations. We had four young boys on the bench tonight. Vini had to play on the right when he came on. The injuries are an issue for us. I'm not happy about the defeat, but I come away with a positive feeling. So certainly, um, I think watching the match, you feel one way. Then you start to read Mourinho's quotes, and he kind of gives you that insight into what's going on in terms of player fitness and his feeling on the match and you kind of like okay if Mourinho's not that upset about it maybe there are other other things that he saw knowing the condition his players were in that gives him a little bit more of a positive feeling moving forward that this will be a one-off for them yeah it's uh 
these quotes don't come off as sour grapes. It comes off as kind of matter of factly, hey, this is the struggles that we're dealing with. And, um, you know, we're just dealing with it accordingly. I'm sure people will poke holes in it and say, well, you know, instead of playing Vini on the right, play some of these youngsters, which is a valid criticism. But I think uh, given the importance of this match, that that's not something I would have anticipated from uh, most managers, but especially Mourinho, um, who has shown to go with his trusted guys in the big moments. And so, um, you know, that'll come for the youngsters. But also, and then just just a quick aside, I thought Vina was absolutely terrible when he came on. I know he's kind of playing yeah. out of position, but... What about the defense he played on uh, Chris Dante? Yeah, yeah, right away. Just doing just doing <laughs> things like that. I was like, man, you're, you're not getting up in the pecking order with with uh, cameos like this but no playing out of position um you know in a pressurized environment i, I can't be too hard on him but i, I thought that was uh, a, a poor performance from him but um and then yeah you know damn well that Mourinho knows chucky Lozano's name and just kind of a little dig there which i love but um yeah, yeah i, I, I <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no complaints with it. It kind of just is what it is with the injury crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing to me that's concerning is the 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 level of uh, fitness issues. Now, they also didn't have Zalewski, who we had projected to start on our site at right wing back playing because he got sick the night before. That, to me, was a big loss because you saw Karsdorp. I mean, I saw a quote from Reno um, – on Twitter through another source, and I, I didn't, I don't have it in front of me, but it was something to the effect of Karsdorp couldn't sit down at halftime because if he did, his, his knee would have swollen up. He wouldn't have been able to get back up. Like the guy's coming back from meniscus surgery a couple of weeks ago. Um, he only recently returned to training. So a lot of limitations. I'm always worried that, about that, man. Yeah. I'm always worried about players coming too quickly back from that type of injury in particular. And, and a meniscus Karsdorp, isn't an ACL, yeah. but man, that's like, yeah. Yeah. I don't that, know how he played 90. Well, that's why. That's why he gave Arati a shove. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, back up." <laughs> did, did you see the video? It was great because Mourinho was like walking toward um, Irati and Karzorp, and I guess the assistant coach intervened, so he figured he didn't have to. But Irati had the red card in his hand, so Mourinho, everybody was making jokes like Mourinho saw the red and, and turned away. It was, yeah, it was a, a light moment after a tough loss, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I give Karzorp credit for even being on the pitch for that long, marking on the same side as Carvacellia. I want to give Mancini a shout out because I thought he did a great job last night on one of the players who's been one of the best in the league this year. Um, But the injuries is what I want to go back to. So Pellegrini, we don't know the extent of what the knock was or if there was a muscle pull or, or what it could be. He ended up finishing the 90. Like he generally does grit his teeth. He's done it before this season, but Matic is limited from what Mourinho said. Spinatola wasn't scheduled to play 90 minutes if he didn't have to. Karsdorp certainly wasn't. I guess ideally Mourinho would have had Zalewski starting. Karsdorp only if need be. Uh, and maybe Vini would have spelled Spina at some point in the second half, or El Sharari could have spelled him or something like we've seen in, in the, those situations. I mean, World Cup break is coming. They'll get a they'll get a chance to rest up most of these guys, but before that comes, you have <clears throat> Helsinki away this coming Thursday, so just a couple days from now. Halloween next Monday at Verona, which is a team that is certainly looking like a City of B team next season at the rate they're going. They lost again today. Ludogretz at home to close out the group stage on the following Thursday. Then it's the Derby della Capitale on November 6th, just a few days after. So not much rest in between those matches. Then it's another midweek against Sassuolo. And then a, another weekend match against Torino to close it out before the World Cup break. So six matches in a three-week span. A team that we know won't have Dybala, won't have Wijnaldum, won't have Selic. 
And then now we're not sure about Pellegrini. You know, Karsdorp, how many of those matches can he give you? Maybe half of them you're, you're probably thinking at this point. No, we're going to see some kids. He played it. We're um, going to see some kids. I, yeah, I, we, I think we'll probably... My guess is that we hopefully get Zalewski back for uh, the upcoming European yeah. League. At least Helsinki. If Roma wins that first one, I doubt that we rotate too much for the second EL game. If we don't, I think I could see Mourinho just being like, look, we're way too injured to even try right now and throwing out the kids for the last match and crossing his fingers. I'm hoping that we get more attacking rotation, even though our attackers outside of D-ball are actually kind of healthy, simply because I'm really tired of these guys at the moment. It's not that I think that they're lost causes or anything. It's just that clearly something's not clicking and maybe we can bring in the guy that everyone thinks is the second coming of Totti, like Volpato, and just like have someone light a fire under their asses because up until that, like other than that option, I don't really see what else you can do. Um, yeah, I really don't. Yeah, I haven't seen anything to suggest this, but you also have to wonder like, does Karsdorp get suspended for putting his hands on the ref? Yeah, I'm thinking, end? I'm thinking at some point there's got to be some recourse for that. And and the thing is, Agnolo's um, Europa League suspension was extended three games, which Mourinho yeah. called out in his pre-match press conference. I didn't even see what did he do at the end of that match to get the red card. I didn't even see it. I didn't watch it, so I have no yeah. clue. I, I think he said something that you like know. three <laughs> matches for saying something is a bit ridiculous, and so. So there you go. You're talking about the attacking depth, Jim. Our best attacking yeah. player on Sunday was Zaniolo in terms of yeah. the the trouble he gave the defense. And now he's out for two must-win games in, in the Europa League. So you really need to hope that Pellegrini's healthy because who's supporting the two strikers if he's not, right? That becomes a becomes an issue. Yep. SES I don't know much more to say beyond yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say SES is probably going to get some looks in these matches. Maybe regardless of Pellegrini says maybe you give Pellegrini the, the Thursday off if you if you can afford to because I mean let's be honest Helsinki's a team you should be able to beat with four or five yeah, of your close. your yeah. you know not first choice players in I would think yeah I, I'm not actually worried about getting through this schedule up until uh after the derby where we go Sassuolo and then Torino um I think as you mentioned, Verona is not very good. And then the Europa League matches, they are what they are. And then for the Lazio, it's a derby match. So you're going to get amped up for it no matter who's playing. So I'm not worried there. But then after that, who knows if anybody else has picked up an injury, who knows what the form is looking like. And that might be the point where Mourinho has to kind of look to the Primavera and see who, who can kind of step up and put in the performance for the senior squad. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be six big matches for them. Almost all must-wins if Roma wants to achieve top four and and obviously advance in the Europa League. And the thing, and we'll get to the Derby, I'm sure, next episode when we look ahead to it after Verona, but Lazio shut out Atalanta yesterday 2-0 without Chiro playing. So they're starting to play defense a little bit under Sadi now. So Roma's going to have to find their shooting booth before that Derby. I don't think they're, you know, it's going to be tough to win one nothing or or whatever it is, especially depending on the status of uh, that Lazio attack. So going to be a busy stretch for Roma. It's going to be a busy stretch for the site. Three weeks, six matches, and then the, that, I guess it was, it was a dreaded World Cup break when the schedule came out, now looking like a welcome break, probably from a Roma perspective. It's going to be, it's going to be a tough, tough couple weeks. Yeah, but if they can, if they can hang around top four by the end of this, I am very much optimistic about our chances to qualify for top four for the second, the second half of the season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think they just have to get through this stretch, keep that what I mean, Inter's one point at this point, 
Juve's three points, keep that distance ahead of those teams. Maybe you could jump Lazio with a head-to-head win. And I think they'll be, I think they'll be sitting in a pretty good position because in terms of roster quality, when everybody's healthy, Roma's roster is, is, is definitely a top four roster. I think the way this league is constructed right now, it's just yeah. a matter of putting all the pieces together, right? You know, they lost Napoli. They're seven out of the top. We'll see how things play out, but top four is right there. They're two points behind Lazio and Adelanza, teams that will probably regress a little bit in terms of what they've shown so far. And, you know, even Lautaro came out yesterday and kind of mailed in the Scudetto. He said, you know, we've dropped too many points already. I'm yeah. like, this is an Inter player saying this after 11 matches. It's only eight points. It's not anything crazy. So <laughs> they haven't been great, kind of, though. No, they, they haven't just have been. They were been... lucky, lucky to get three points on Saturday. I saw the last 20 yeah. minutes or so of that match. Fiorentina very hard done by. Oh, my God. My my son, Luka Jovic, redeeming himself, and then it got <laughs> snatched away. It was the worst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, very disappointing team right there, Fiorentina, after all the, the hype they got last season. But, yeah. I mean, guys, anything you want to leave the listeners with before we go to Helsinki on Thursday? I want to go to Iceland. Sounds nice. <laughs> Jim, it's well, on you to... to get. Yeah, it's on you to get uh, SB to, to send yeah. us out there, cover a match. Get us to the Olympic go first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seriously. <laughs> so we thank you all for listening. You know. Oh wait, and before I, I, yeah. I realize, I, I said Iceland. Why would I? Why would we go into Iceland? Uh, yeah, I, it's Finland. I, I have had a long day of work, and the rest of my week is gonna, <laughs> is gonna be a whole lot longer. It's worse so for I, us. I, we didn't correct you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, apologies, apologies to all the Finns out there who, who listen to, to across the Romaverse. That's my last comment. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you for listening. We know Jimmy will be hoping for a Volpato start in one of those those matches coming up. But, hey, hopefully maybe a little uh, appearance for some of these Primavera kids. Zalewski lit a fire last year. Maybe we get somebody in there. But it's going to be a tough stretch. And uh, keep up with the site and all our coverage. And we'll uh, we'll keep you up to date on everything.